0: Hello there, this is the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another week, I am Aaron Osborne, your host, um, this week, huge fucking episode for me, very important to my uh, upbringing and my musical taste and my enthusiasm for riffing, Luke LeMay from Gorguts, holy shit, the mighty fucking Gorguts, um... I am clearly very excited that I got to do this podcast. Um, Big thanks to Dave from Direct Touring and Psychroptic, who's a previous guest of this podcast as well, for teeing this up for me. Um, I have loved Gorguts since the first time I heard them when I was a child. That is uh, very clear in this podcast with my general enthusiasm for talking to Luke um, about one of my favorite death metal bands. It was a, a dream come true. Uh, we recorded this before their show at The Corner the other week um, with uh, Marduk and a bunch of other bands. And it was really sick. A um, uh, Little disclaimer, we recorded this in the beer garden so you can hear other people talking and clinking cups and shit like that. I think a lot of REM got played over the PA while we were there too. At least that's all I can really remember. But uh, yeah, it was a really good chat. Um, Luke is a very interesting person. He's been playing death metal for a fucking long time. Um, And Gorguts are one of those bands that are a bit weird. They're not the norm for a lot of death metal. They've been doing some cool different stuff. You know, They released a record that's one song that goes for half an hour, which isn't really a thing death metal bands do. Um, and they played that at their show the other day. and It was fucking sick. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can hear it just in this intro how stoked I am on doing it. But, uh, yeah, it was really rad. So, huge thanks to Luke for coming and having a chat with me. And thanks to Dave for hooking it up. Direct Touring have a couple tours coming up that you may be interested in if you're listening to this podcast. In Insomnium are coming in May. Uh, playing at max watts bald stag and crowbar um, and then after that flesh god apocalypse are coming in june go to directtouring.com for the dates for those and check those out that'll be fucking sick mad tours from dave um but yeah so check those tours out go to some shows listen to some fucking gore guts man this shit was serious was so sick. Love talking to Luke. This was fucking talking to one of my icons. Mad. All right. Listen to Mental Cavity, my band, Year of the Rat. I exist. Listen to them too. Subscribe, follow us. Check out the old podcast if you listen to this for the first time. Got some other cool metal dudes on here as well, I guess. Um. Yeah. Enjoy this one. This one is actually fucking brutal. Like I say, all the other ones are, but this one really is. Enjoy. Episode 65 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast with Luke LeMay from Gorguts. Fuck. Brutal. Luke, thank you for doing my podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, all right, so I start all of them off by asking people how they primarily like, first got interested in music. What uh-huh. was the first thing in your life that like, sparked it off for uh-huh, you?
1: That's a good question. I mean, that got me playing metal or music? Just M- music ju- just in just general. Music? Yeah, they, we, we always had a lot of music uh, at the house. You know, my dad would... Uh, on, on, I remember the Sunday, Sunday morning, he would take out this music sheet box and he was a big... Uh, Country, uh, American uh, country fan. Uh, he right. would play those Johnny Cash song and Buscar Willie and the uh, old, old school country. You know, yeah. before that, now it's more like pop song with uh, <laughs> with, with some slide guitar. You yeah, know, yeah. but uh, back back you know that Johnny Cash thing. So we would play those things Got my first guitar in grade two. Wow. Yeah. So started playing some country uh, with my dad and uh, didn't do it for long. Uh, Was he
0: into playing music as well?
1: yeah 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 Yeah. but but he he would end up playing you know playing some elvis and pretty much all the same sure same songs you know just to have some fun and uh didn't really had any band it was just for his own own pleasure you know yeah so uh and then after piano came in the picture maybe in grade five six four five six around there and then i got more i i was i was taking lessons from um, uh, a lady uh, a german lady that immigrated to uh to to, to quebec uh, any anyway and uh, she had all those baroque instruments you know so I, w- yeah, I, right. was, I was even more fascinated by all the 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 setup you know of, yeah, the, right. of, of the piano lesson uh, of her like living room she had like baroque flutes like very big uh, wow. wooden flutes uh, harpsichord two pianos um, her son was playing violin, you know. So that really, uh, uh, really. Uh, so there was a lot of music around yeah, you as a yeah, child, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember, I remember at that time, you know, bringing like a first like composition draft. But they were, they, they were like, I, I remember the the mistakes were like all the meters were incorrect <laughs> for what I wanted to. Sure. Uh, it, it's like uh, bad, bad music spelling, you know, for what. Yeah. I, yeah. But so that, that was always in the picture, even uh, and then, of course, grade six, seven, I was a lot into Iron Maiden, uh, yeah. Van Halen in 1984, mm-hmm. uh, and then, of course, like p- p- Possessed, Hellhammer, yeah. uh, Celtic Frost with a Morbid Tail. Uh, I remember the same weekend I discovered uh, "Morbid Tales" and uh, "Apocalyptic Raid" from uh, from Hellhammer, and uh, my buddy uh, and I were—it it, it was like his older brother's friend that brought those two tapes, and we we kind of took the tapes and went to his room and just just <laughs> listened to it in loop, and we were drawing like band logos that, yeah, you know sure. all i've been always into that you know doing a lot of drawing yeah. didn't have any band i remember in school people making a lot of fun of that oh man he doesn't have any band he's <laughs> like making those tape cassette yeah yeah uh, Mix uh, types or whatever no 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 but ju- just a layout you know all oh, right right yeah okay. didn't have any band you know or anything <laughs> but that was uh, but the plan was there exactly <laughs> yeah. you know it's just just in the the the, the piece the 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 pieces for for the puzzle were in the that wrong. Was, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you oh, did. They were flipped. On the uh, <laughs> yeah, the image sure. was underneath. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, so yeah, so that was always always there oh, as yeah. far as I can remember. Yeah. Then got the first guitar in grade nine. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I heard uh, "Scream Bloody Gore" and that really got me. I said, I really want to do this. Yeah. I mean, uh, want to sing like Chuck. Uh, I wanna I wanna play this type of music. Yeah, right. Because that was so new and it was like uh, a new door opening and uh everything was possible from there
0: yeah right you know and so at, at that time was there much like death metal where you know where you were growing up was that happening where you not were not much
1: i mean the only, the only death metal record i can recall listening um, the closest were, were like seven churches sure yeah from possess yeah that was pretty much the only like death metal record at the time there wasn't much yeah that that was before, like, Obituary. Of you know, course, Like, yeah. that first, uh, first generation. The big wave of those exactly. bands. Exactly. Yeah. So, that was pretty much the this and... Uh, two Megatherian. Yeah, sure. But that's not that's really That's not that really the metal. same thing, no, no. But the heaviest, heaviest record on the pile uh, was... Uh, would be Seven Churches. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I had that on vinyl. And then, uh, of course, like, when... Again, you know, when... Uh, when Scream Bloody Gore came in the picture that's when I got interested I met uh, I met this guy uh, by accident going to a creator show yeah right in Montreal and he was doing uh, a fanzine and he was in touch with Trey he was writing uh, to the guys from um, uh, Revenant but they they were doing Old Lady Driver before Revenant yeah they they had one record on E-Rake on the very first like releases for yeah, me, wow. like, you know so he was in touch with these people and i was like holy shit this is amazing yeah. you know and he he wouldn't name drop all those bands that he knew i said oh i wanna that's there you know so i gotta yeah. i gotta go see what, what i gotta learn about this you know yeah. so uh so that tape trading thing brought a lot of brought a lot of inspiration too you know i remember writing uh with uh, mameli from pestilence i was writing with yufay from entombed wow yeah uh, so i pen been with these guys for a while did some tape trading with like uh, fans and and people that uh, like metallian that did the slayer zine okay cool we, we wrote together for a while i remember getting a letter from him saying sorry uh luke we're not gonna be able to uh do correspondence anymore because he had to join the army, oh, well. because the, the uh, military service was uh, uh, yeah. obligatory. Uh, yeah, like right. Is that, uh, is that how we say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. like It's it's part of your it's part social of the, duty or whatever. It, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: so uh, And he was the very, very first guy to do a Gorgut's uh, review. Wow. I sent him like a two-song rehearsal. There was like a pathological allergy. And... Uh, Calamitous uh, mortification. These were two songs from the first demo, mm-hmm. and I sent them like, I, I mean, clipping rehearsal, you know. <laughs> but I was so excited to get a letter from Norway. Yeah, people giving you a feedback on your on yeah. your work. I mean,
0: yeah. I that's... mean, I I remember the f- the first time I ever played a show that got reviewed. I was like this is the coolest thing exactly. ever because <laughs> there's an echo to yeah, your yeah. passion yeah for sure mm-hmm.
1: so this is this is the best that this, this is the best uh, th- nothing tops that you yeah know, yeah to 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 to, uh, to fill up your batteries to do it yeah yeah <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it the, gets you the, going yeah exactly exactly so what was it like then how
0: did how did you guys start Gorguts? Like, how did the how did it come together for you? Was it a group of friends that you were a part of, or was it just meeting people through that? Or? No, uh,
1: I started Gorguts with um, there was uh, like uh, Stefan yeah. that played on the first two records. He was playing in a in a, in a trio, a band uh, called uh, Damaged. Okay. They were more like thrash, like Metallica-ish, creator-ish. Uh, yeah, type of music around,
0: which would have been like very popular around that time totally, as well. Totally yeah.
1: extreme aggression at that time, you yeah. know, and a terrible certainty from creator. You yeah, know? sure. When they, at the time when creator like polished more their sound, you know. Yeah. So, so anyway, so this so Stefan was playing in this band, and there was this guy Frank that we were going to high school together. Yeah. And he had a, a big uh, a, a big role to play in there because he had a band with his uh, older brother. Right. He was playing guitar. That's that's the guy that we discovered. Oh, that showed the, you all those tapes and things like that. No, no. The uh, we discovered those uh, Hellammer and Celtic oh, Frost. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, Trust. Yeah. So his older brother had a bunch of friends. They were bringing like heavier music to the yeah. house. You know. So, so there was they, a little scene happening yeah, with those so guys. Yeah. It was great to hang out with all. Just you when you're like 14, yeah, an older cool and, and person. Of course, dude, you're, you're part of the of the, of the of the of the the group, you know, which sure. with like 18, 19 year old guys, it's like, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, makes you feel like a big man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we're part of it. Yeah, know. yeah, sure. So, um, so him, uh, Frank. So he had a band with Stefan. And Steve Cloutier, which later came in the band, and we did Obscura and sure. From Wisdom together. Yeah. So these three had a band together. So I knew them because of Frank. Okay. And they were rehearsing in another city, which was like 35 minutes uh, from where I live. Uh, yeah. And me, I remember uh, I, I had my first guitar, and I was like, I kind of, bu- I was kind of bugging them, you know. I would really like to join the band. I remember Stefan give me. A, Giving me, because I, I was like the the Punisher guy, you know. Sure. I was the third wheel, you know, okay. that really wanted to join the. Yeah. And I remember uh, Stefan giving me a call. He was like, "Hey, man, uh, Stefan here, you know." And uh, uh, no point for you like calling or whatever, you know. <laughs> we'll stay at three piece, so forget about it. That's okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll do my thing. Yeah. So so I didn't really find anybody, and then out of the blue. Uh Frank and Steve were moving to Quebec City mm-hmm. and they found a new drummer there. Right. They uh they didn't want to play with uh, Stefan anymore they, for for some whatever reasons. So of course Stefan the first thing he did he gave me a call yeah. and uh, that, and then we started Gorguts together. Yeah, cool. And me, I had the I had those couple songs that made the demo. Mm-hmm. And these were the first songs that we worked on it, you know. So we had Gary playing guitar and Eric on bass which did Considered dead and erosion, but after that, Steve that played with Frank. and Yeah, he came and, and in after that. Came point. in after. Then we did Obscura and From Wisdom together. So it was all a group of people that we already knew each other from different contexts and. Uh, yeah. So that's how it's all started. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and for the name, uh, we we were jamming at this uh, this friend's place. Uh, this name, uh, this guy named uh, Bob, and he he had a, a, a hearse as a car. He was totally into like Fangoria and all those <laughs> right. horror, horror film movies. Mag- horror stuff, movies, yeah. and he had a coffin in his bedroom. It was it was like the coolest, you know. And Very I, evil. Yeah, and we were jamming in his basement, uh, and him he had a band as well. Uh, so there was a little scene, you know, yeah, uh, cool. coming together. So and I remember him saying, "Yeah, man. Whenever I got the time, I would like to make this this side project, you know, with like super gory lyrics." That's when like uh, um, first Carcass came out, you know, sure. uh, Reek of Putrefaction, yeah, and, yeah. th- and then that and gore, a big really the gore, gore and stuff thing, like that, you know, yeah, yeah. Gore fest and all. yeah. And he said, "Yeah, and I would uh, I would I would call that gore guts. So I said, "Wow, oh, this is fucking cool, you know." <laughs> and that's a time that we were kind of keep looking for a name and we just couldn't find anything yeah and uh, I remember one like Friday evening you know we we uh, we we get to his house and then uh, we just ask him hey Bob we can't really find a name for the band would you mind if we take that Gorgots name that you had no no problem it's fine I probably never gonna do that project anyway (laughs) so so that's uh, yeah that's where it uh, that's great in the picture Yeah.
0: yeah and so I guess when when you guys first started I guess putting together like considered dead first record was that like what was what were the things that were influencing you when you were writing that fir- the first gorguts record
1: first entombed yeah i was really into that swedish sound mm-hmm. you know i could totally point out riffs which are influenced by this but we don't have that hm2 sound of course, yeah. if you would have played those riffs with <laughs> hm2 which we didn't know it was the hm2 thing you know yeah. back then uh, it would have sound totally uh, like this you know yeah so I right was, I was a lot into that uh, consuming impulse pestilence mm-hmm. uh, death of course yep leprosy spiritual healing uh, and there was this band called oblivion in mm-hmm. Quebec they were they, they were they had a very very good uh, follow-up in the underground back then they, they were they, they already they already had reviews for a while in like metal forces mm-hmm. from England you remember yeah. that magazine sure yeah and uh, you know they were they were pretty much out there you know yeah. They wow. were amazing players sure so I was really influenced by the, their style some of the riffs and especially the leads yeah so uh, and one of the guitar players from that band, Oblivion, uh, his name is uh, Pierre uh, mm-hmm. Rimiard. And uh, I ended up having a tape that I, I, sh- I shouldn't have in my... Uh, right. It kind of leaked yeah. in the tape trading way. sure And it was a pre-production for their second record or something. Because they had made a first record on a very obscure, independent label. Yeah. And then they wrote music for a second record, and I ended up with those uh, pre-prod. Mm-hmm. And me, I really wanted to get close, I really wanted to get to, to know these guys and get some kind of camaraderie yeah, right. with them, so I remember we were going, we were seeing as much shows from them as, as we could, and I remember asking Pierre, I said, yeah, man, I heard that demo that you did for your new song uh we have a band together would you be into uh, recording our first demo mm-hmm. he said yeah fine this is great so and we're like the very first band that he recorded and, wow. and then he he ended up uh, getting a studio together and he produced obscura wow. and, uh, from wisdom and he and we recorded colored sand with him but Colin mixed it okay but sure. you know since since that demo he became like the guy in Quebec every band was going to him you know yeah, so, right. Uh, so it's cool like everybody got, got their part of the yeah. scene in different uh, as a musician, as <coughs> a, as a recording engineer. So mm-hmm. everything was uh It's sort of building around that time, yeah. Yeah, because none of that was existing before. You you had Voivod, but the the, back then they were going like to Berlin to record with Aris John. Of course, yeah. They did, you know, uh, Dimension Atros with this guy and Killing Technology as well, I think.
0: Yeah, but really, and it's quite funny. It really takes. I find it really takes like. You know, if bigger people are going off and doing those things, it always takes the smaller people to start it off to get and, the spark and going. And just for
1: the love of it, yeah, money it it doesn't. It's not even close to being the equation. Yeah, it's just to be hungry for something. Yeah, for sure. And in the film industry, it's the same thing. Look yeah, at yeah. Star Wars. These yeah. people never worked together. Yeah, there was no special effects team. You know. Yeah, and they were like the one of the first group to stay. Together after a film was finished. Yeah, Usually sure. everything was breaking up. Yeah, so, to, yeah. so as a comparison, you know, this is it's the same thing. It's just passion for it and wanted being hungry for it and yeah. and wanted to, to do it. So you just don't wait things to happen. You just make them happen.
0: Of course, yeah. So and and I'm that, I mean, a strong
1: believer that's how it works. You
0: yeah. Know? And I guess particularly as well when, you know, where you guys lived and stuff was obviously quite far away from the other parts of Northern America that had, you know, metal and death metal going at the time. So it really did, you really did have to do it yourself. Yeah, because it was in Florida, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. The closest
1: scene. New York City didn't really have, but they had the incantation, suffocation starting, but it's pretty much at the same time as us. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And so when, once, you know, that started rolling, like it got off the ground and your first record came out, what were like... What was like the big first moment for you where you realize like oh this is people like this this is something that's happening you know you
1: mean with the cd or the demo oh but both what was the first part like the demo just all the mail that we we would we would receive you know from people that we never wrote they were ordering the demo do you remember those flyers yeah so somebody will take a pile of flyers and put it in Put it to a letter he's gonna to send to this guy in south america the guy in south america sent it to another guy in fucking, uh, france or whatever yeah so just getting mail every week yeah and i great. remember it, uh, at some point when we did the demo i would literally spend all my evening just doing correspondence
0: yeah crazy and i
1: remember having always like a pile of demo <laughs> wrapped up and i had my little stamp made you know yeah your, yeah to, to send you know so that was something was really uh, it and was it, on the and then one day you know we I got this phone call uh, from a friend saying that Monty yeah Roadrunner heard the demo and they were they were starting that uh, that's after obituary uh, sure. the remains and all that thing they uh, that's when they signed you know emolation suffocation malevolent and all these uh, yeah the so, death
0: metal sort of popped up exactly
1: yeah ninety Ninety-one. Yeah. yeah. So they wanted they wanted us to to be in that picture. So that was the moment, you know, when yeah. the, when the. And so,
0: what, what was it like then? What what was I guess you know, I guess the, the way I see Gorguts part, you your band was quite a crucial part of that scene for me, and in, in how I heard death metal. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, you know, obviously all of those bands were around, but I think there was. To me, there was something different about the way Gorgat's music was. And, like, I think, like you said before, bands like death and pestilence and something had something a little bit different like something you know a lot of those bands that came out at there the was same that time. little
1: like uh, experimental yeah. twist that wanted to yeah to the, turn you, you, or... you could hear the intention yeah you know of of making something yeah uh, and so
0: what was was that like a conscious thing that you decided
1: yeah, yeah me i remember even from the very beginning i remember uh, maybe because i hitchhiked so much all <laughs> those early years of yeah. the band yeah and I remember uh, maybe one evening I was at Chiking or whatever and I was thinking about uh, one of the song on the demo I was working on and then I found like this I had like this guitar part doing kind of of a note pattern and the other guitar doing chords in the back I mean yeah. there's no rocket science in yeah, there sure. but I remember saying to myself that's what I need to push for because okay. I was even from an early stage, I was really into those parts. Let's say, like on uh, on beneath the remains. Yeah. you have a lot of those. You know, these are not like leads, but they're like a motif. You know, yeah, yeah, sure. On, the, on, on, the, on its own,
0: and like, one guitar playing the rhythm and the, one rhythm guitar, in the other and doing that.
1: Like open chords in the back, and that, I was really, uh, uh, I was very early on attracted on writing like uh, counterpoint uh, sure. guitar uh, parts. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was really uh the main thing you know yeah because on consider dead you have a lot of those yeah yeah you know? for sure so that was like the thing i think we were doing differently from emulation or suffocation didn't really had any of those parts because mm-hmm. they had harmonizing but they were both guitars were playing the same shape but yeah sure different, uh, different different parts intervals. yeah
0: yeah 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 And yeah. 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 um, and so i guess is like so that that was our way to be intricate, in yeah, a way, sure. You know,
1: but that's really like sketchy beginning, you yeah. Know, so.
0: And, and and in that first sort of you know like burst I suppose of death metal that you know you guys were a big part of was that what was the what was it like touring between you know getting from Quebec and then touring with bands that were from you know say Florida or something what was it like going around like but at that time
1: even before that just driving down and going to Morrisound to yeah. record with Scott Burns <laughs> hello <laughs> I had those records you know like yeah. leprosy and those uh, slowly we rot and beneath the remains and mm. he was the guy you know yeah. so when monty told us oh you're gonna go to morristown get out <laughs> yeah and you're gonna work with scott and i remember we had to do a conference call with scott at some point and this every moment was like too much you know just, yeah, right. just me finally like being within those circles you know yeah with the, meeting these people and of course then touring then you you slowly learn all the but we didn't do much touring back then we did only one tour for uh, uh, consider dead okay right and uh, we did one tour for erosion mm-hmm. but before the tour for erosion uh, stefan the drummer and uh, sylvain the guitar player left the band in the same week yeah right and uh, eric we replaced him with steve sure uh, as you talked about before yeah, yeah. And so the band kind of all fell apart, and Big Steve that plays on the Ob- Ob- Obscura, mm-hmm. uh, we were like super good buddies and we would hang out all the time. But we had we each had our bands. Yeah. And I asked him to join to do that tour. So it's the only tour that we did. Uh, so we, we did like uh, from 1992, 92 we did the U.S. tour with Cannibal and Atheist. Mm-hmm. Then we did uh, uh, a European tour with uh, Blasphemy. Mm-hmm and that was it and then we came back from that tour and uh, we stayed together as a lineup uh, and then we wrote Obscura and in 90 in in November 94 Obscura was all written but it kind of being it was kind of shelved for fucking four or five years because we couldn't find any label then we got dropped by Roadrunner and nobody wanted to sign we were sending demos pre-production from
0: uh, Obscura nope was
1: that was that um, I, like I
0: guess between Erosion and Obscura, there's quite a lot of difference. Like it's quite a broad difference in yeah. the type of music yeah. that was playing there. What was what what I guess sparked that change for you guys? Was it the changing of the members, or was it your
1: taste change, developing? Changing of the members, and uh, like Big Steve was the main writer in his band, yeah. main composer. Yeah, Steve Steve Cloutier, they were all Steves. Steve Cloutier, bass player, he was one of the main writer in the in his band. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, me, I was writing most of the music in the band as well. Yeah. So we were like three strong. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had Steve McDonald that played on the From Wisdom. Je. But he wrote Obscura with us. He left the band mm-hmm. and then we recorded Obscura with a different drummer. Then
0: but, he came. But back. anyway,
1: but McDonald wrote wrote this music. So to answer your question is that we did that tour for Erosion, super happy with it, good experience. Mm -hmm. Then we came back. Big Steve went back to his band, but not even a month later, he quit his band and he wanted to uh, keep playing with us. Sure. But we were already... I mean don't get me wrong, we like the death metal and everything, even today. Yeah, yeah. I buy of those records and I listen to those records. Not as much as back in the days, but I have my moments, you know. Yeah. But we were already we were saying to ourselves, there's more than enough band that do those Slayer beats, course, tremolo yeah. picking. We don't need an extra one. Yeah. So what do we what do we like? What do we what do we... Uh, what what do sets we, you apart, man? Yeah, maybe? yeah, but what, what's our voice, you know? Yeah. So, it's important as a writer, as a composer. These are these questions are important, and you need to find your own voice, you mm. know, instead of using the same recipe that everybody's using. This yeah. is great. These are tools to learn your craft, but when you feel that you have enough, like, uh, vocabulary as a musician... Yeah. You... What do you have to say? Yeah, know? sure. You so... Uh, so the thing is that we did like a verbal manifest, so we say, okay, we're going to start writing a record, mm-hmm. which is, is obscura, Yeah, and we said to each other, even if one of us comes to the rehearsing place with the fucking riff of the century, and if it's tremolo picking, palm mute, yeah, like notes, you know, like those unique leader riffs, sure, yeah, which yeah. erosion that's how it totally sounds you know yeah so it's not gonna make the song okay even if it's it's fucking the best cold. thing ever you <laughs> know <laughs> just because of those ingredients okay we there's no surprise you know we want so we wanted to we that so that this no no more slayer beat so if you listen to obscura there's not even one second of a slayer beat sure it's, yeah. it's either like slow intricate drumming yeah and, or blast beats sure and uh, we didn't have much of those, like, Pete Sandoval blast beats in our music because Stefan wasn't really uh, uh, comfortable playing those beats, you know, he okay. was more into the, those Slayer beat and everything. Yeah. But uh, but uh, Steve McDonald was very good on doing those uh, those blast beats. So we said, wow, we have a drummer that can play that, so let's use uh, this. Use that. So that's going to be different. Yeah, sure. So just... So just the fact of taking out the the, the, the the Slayer beat drumming and the palm mute tremolo picking, which erosion, those two ingredients, that's what erosion is all about. Yeah, yeah. So there... That we changes went. things a lot. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So that's what we did. So what we, so what we were doing, first for song, it took about a month because we were kind of learning how to work with each other, you know. Yeah. The first song was uh, Rapture's Grief. It took about a month to write. Everybody uh, brought ideas in this one and then no kidding after that we would take like a week a week off yeah not jamming together everybody uh writes uh on uh, on uh, individually mm-hmm. then we would meet uh, the week after and the thing also we we didn't allow to look at the neck when someone was playing a riff <laughs> it's just listening
0: yeah yeah because sure.
1: you can have a riff which is very impressive watching it perform mm. but when you just listen
0: yeah does it matter so yeah. we,
1: we don't want to be influenced by just the the show of seeing the yeah, thing perform. Sure. Okay. so it's all about <laughs> how headphones it feels and, and how and, it sounds and so listening like, yeah yeah so and then i remember then we you know like big steve would play those riff like very intricate chord like open and open string and dissonant it's like holy shit this is cool (laughs) so we we wanted to top each other all the time you know yeah yeah so on the monday we would play all the riff tuesday we kind of pick up which one we kind of like that are going to make the song Mm -hmm. then we would teach each other's riff so and then we would we would write a drum beat individually on each riff before even putting them together wow so these are like independent music cells. Yeah, yeah. So
0: could, yeah like you are saying before, a puzzle, putting exactly, it all together. Exactly, yeah. then
1: you do a collage of yeah. those and there you go. And every time, like on the Thursday or Friday, we had a song.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. So it
1: took not even a year and we wrote the whole record with this technique. And, yeah. the, and then we did like 10 songs. We were supposed to get a deal with a label from Chicago and then they went out of business. Mm-hmm. And again, nothing was happening. So not too long after then we wrote Nostalgia yeah. in Obscura sure and then we waited for four years and we just played those songs we didn't even wrote one new note yeah really we were just waiting to get a deal you know but uh, so by the
0: time by the time you got to <coughs> like got to pl- I mean I'm sure after playing them for four years though that would have really changed how you felt and played music too but they were
1: really they took the shape that they of needed of course to, yeah to, yeah uh, to have you know so we were like anytime the phone rings or we get a letter because no email back then or whatever you know so we're ready yeah yeah yeah
0: and so when as that was going was that do you feel like that that time
1: built you all as musicians as well totally yeah totally and that's when like 94 that's when I I got more into classical music again okay so I started playing violin 93 yeah yeah 93, uh, 94. So then I got more into all that theory, composition, orchestration thing. And then I, uh, then we moved the, all the the whole band to Montreal in '95. Mm-hmm. And then I started studying. Uh, I did one year in viola, mm-hmm. and then I went to conservatory and study composition uh, full time. Yeah, there right. for uh, three years
0: and what what was that like as an experience coming amazing. coming from death metal though uh,
1: amazing you know what that's kind of a mistake because uh, people know that I went to study composition yeah and often people associate the fact that obscura is a strange record because I study Sh- yeah sure you know what it has it wasn't yeah yeah with. no and if you and even if you look in the credit of the record mm. I'm not I mean it's not my riffs that are yeah. there as much, you know. It's everybody, it was it's the, everybody, the puzzle. But more often, you know, I mean, everybody would write, but it doesn't mean my riffs are going to make the songs or yeah, whatever, sure. you know. So it was more the sound of having a new lineup. It has nothing to do with the conservatory <laughs> thing, you know. Not yeah. at all, not at all. But and me, when I went to study that, it was for my own personal, personal fix. Yeah. Know, it's, it was not to get, to bring new tools in the Gorgot sound. It has nothing to do with it,
0: Yeah, nothing. And, and so, like, as as a person, though, as you went through that study, did that, like, teach you a lot about, like, after learning those things, though, were the, the tools that that gave you, did you find that helpful then when you went back to writing death metal?
1: Yeah. yeah? More like, uh, not as much on colored sand, but more on Pleiades. Yeah. Pleiades does totally, totally. Yeah, right. Because to me, I, I feel like, because it's totally layered. Yeah, of Let, course. Let's say if you listen to the bass on its own. Yeah. You couldn't even tell what fucking riff <laughs> I- 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 it's going at the same time, you know. Yeah. So it's really layer. It's really orchestrated a lot of dynamics. Yeah. So it changed my way of approaching s- s- sound to do. I like this word. Uh, I like this expression. You know, I consider that like sound painting. Okay. You know, this is more like dense and opaque. Sometimes it's lighter and more transparent. And, uh, yeah. Yeah and Kevin and Colin totally understand this you know they, okay. they listen to so much different type of music yeah. and, and we like the same composers and uh, so to get together so if if we share and we say oh what about uh, uh, doing this and that with really like abstract terms or whatever they can they can picture like what i hear or what I, what i what i'm expecting or whatever so uh, yeah right and it's totally orchestrated to me it sounds like a string quartet music but with electric instrument yeah sure totally
0: yeah you know? I, and that's but i mean i guess that that's something like i was saying before i think like uh, despite whatever album you guys had i think there was always a little a piece of Gorgatz that was left of center maybe always a little bit different to what mm-hmm. everything else was doing at the time mm-hmm. and I think the way that I hear you know the most recent record is that um, in a time now where a lot of people are starting to go back to trying to do you know like it, it, it's a bad example but like the, the most popular example would be like Metallica trying to do Old Thrash again or whatever and a lot of bands are trying to do that too like even Slayer for the last couple of records are trying to go back to you know older sort of sounding things yeah it's i think it's very good to hear bands that are still thinking like we don't need to go back we just keep keep moving keep looking no, nothing forward.
1: wrong to go back it's all a matter of aesthetic you yeah know? it doesn't mean because you did oil painting and then you switch to watercolor yeah there's nothing wrong going back to the oil thing if you want <laughs> yeah, yeah you sure. know so it's the same way i see it the same way sure because did and also like metallica and all slayer yeah they, they got nothing to prove to anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly mean, they, 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 they did they their, did that time and uh, they got they have those fucking records yeah know, yeah like, of course which they, which they totally nailed so it's a personal journey yeah. as an artist and you explore where your heart is yeah and me even for a long time i can I, I totally stopped playing music for i stopped playing guitar for at least Four years, yeah, right. And I wasn't even expecting getting a band together again. I I was totally focused in the woodworking. Yeah. And I was totally happy there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't miss uh, playing music. And what,
0: what, what in what reinvigorated that in you then?
1: Uh, Big Steve brought the the idea that uh, the 20th anniversary was coming, was around the corner, Mm -hmm. like two years ahead. Yeah. And he said, "Dude, you you should uh, you should do another Gorguts record." He said. Because he was much into the forum discussion and all. Me, sure. I was I didn't I, I didn't even knew what MySpace was. Yeah. you know, I yeah, was yeah. not following the scene at all. Mm-hmm. And he goes like, dude, peop- a lot of people are talking about the band, and I'm sure that would have a good buzz, and that would be great, you know, to, to play again. Because, like, the- those albums didn't get what they deserved back then, you know, because sure. the band kind of stopped pretty abruptly, you know, with yeah. when, when uh, McDonald passed away and all that stuff. Yeah. So I was like, yeah that's a cool idea and right there from square one I had the uh, I wanted to have uh, Colin in the picture because I briefly met Colin he came to the uh, Negativa EP release uh, show yeah so when he gave me uh, Be all the Octopus CDs and uh, I was really uh, um, uh, attracted by his sound and uh, as uh, and for his uh, creative work you know mm-hmm so he was he was in the picture in my mind right there and also i've i've been always a big 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 fan of a ripping corpse you know that new jersey yeah, yeah. which rutan rutan played in mm-hmm. and uh but after uh, sean the other guitar player uh, formed uh, Dim Mac yep yeah you know knives of ice yeah yeah and longstreet plays on knives of ice yeah, and i would sure. listen to that record and all his, the time his drumming is unreal unreal yeah yeah and the opening song Holy <laughs> fuck! He's just flying, and like like when I wrote "Enemies of Compassion," yeah, I was thinking about John's drumming from that Dim song.
0: Yeah, crazy. So that
1: really influenced. I said, "Okay, I can I can write this now, and I have somebody to
0: to can do the drumming exactly, for it." Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So I had John in the picture in mind right away, and Big Steve wanted to be part of that, and then I said, "Man." I mean, nothing personal but we already do negativa together we did Obscura together yeah. there's like no surprise to what we mm. and i and i kind of felt the opportunity to to start fresh you know sure. with new people and discover new collaboration and uh so he said yeah I totally understand you know no hard feelings whatever mm. and then steve said dude if i'm not gonna do this you really gotta see this guy play so uh we, we, uh, then we, we, we got to his place he logged on YouTube and he showed me a dysrhythmia yeah. show and then he said you gotta call this guy which <laughs> is Kevin yeah you know? sure so I said holy shit this is fucking amazing mm. so I wrote to everybody on MySpace and it took a couple of days and everybody said yes and uh, there yeah, you go
0: that's awesome I
1: said yeah I'm gonna get like three songs together yeah. as soon as I had three songs in full we're gonna get together and we'll see how it clicks mm-hmm. and if it works it works if not no hard feelings you know yeah but it, it ended up uh, working uh, great yeah and we get along very well and because uh, yeah. that's very important too
0: yeah you can have 100%. amazing
1: musician, but if they can they don't get along uh,
0: it's not gonna work no and particularly if you're like you said before you already removed from it and you're going back to it you yeah. don't want to go back to something no <laughs> if you don't like no it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't
0: get no energy
1: it. for yeah for, no
0: yeah and so, so how how is that, over the last, you know, years when you've been back at it then now, how are you feeling about it now? Has it rejuvenated you? Of course. In, yeah? It's
1: fucking amazing. And it's like we get what the band never had back in the days. Yeah. We get like the... the. I mean, not that we we never had any attention, but we were always like the underdog. Sure. We, uh, you know, like sitting in between two chairs all the time. Yeah, and, okay. And kind of never got to tour, never got to... You know, Yeah, things it, did didn't,
0: it didn't get up, the ball didn't get up to the top of the hill. No, no, yeah. no,
1: and we felt that we had really strong material for that, so it was kind of a, well, you know, I'm happy with what we did, and I'll just do something else, and no hard feelings, whatever. The records would always be there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there's still reviews from Obscura popping up <laughs> a, a year or two ago. Yeah, right. Know? So, uh, yeah. and I think the... The record uh, aged uh, really well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, to me, this is the band's first record. Okay. Because that's where we really—that's where you found your sound, yeah. And, and the band's aesthetic, like Pleiades, it's very different from Obscura. But you can totally tell where the seeds yeah, the from the language, yeah, it's yeah. the All the premises for from the band's language, it's Obscura, like more raw. You okay. know, but now it got it's like vocabulary. When you're learning a new language, you don't have many words. Yeah. You can get your ideas through, but you're using the same word often, you know. <laughs> but you manage to get understood. Yeah. But the more you learn the language, your your thinking gets more precise and concise. Yeah. Same thing with music, you know? You add a little new thing here, it kinda sticks to what you, you started and it, it just adds up and it become it becomes clearer, more complex and less deep Less, not less detail. How can I say that? You know what experience it's like in painting or drawing. It's more difficult to do something very, uh, not show off or anything. You understand? Yeah, Something yeah. simple yeah. is more work than doing. Like, yeah, of course. The whole fucking, the whole show. You yeah, know, yeah. The, 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 the.
0: You got to like pinpoint how you're thinking about exactly. things a bit more. Exactly.
1: So that's a lot of work. You yeah. Know? And, and but that's with time. You can. That's only time and experience that bring that. You cannot sound like a 25-year experience band when it's been three years you're jamming with some people, and yeah. when you're young you don't communicate this well. And you have and music could be pretty abstract. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. just to communicate with people that clicks, and you to express those ideas and and uh, so it takes a lot of time. Yeah.
0: And so, so I guess for you now, as as you know, someone who's still playing, in you know, still playing death metal, you've been playing death metal now for a huge portion of your life since '89. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, like is that? Do you still feel the same, uh, you know, excitement about? Oh, yeah. it? Yeah, of course. And and what what things now give you that excitement? Do you think?
1: I like the energy of the music. I like the uh, the obscure. Uh, Mood in the music, we have enough love songs. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's fine. People, someone no, else can do that. Nothing wrong with this. Of course. It's like when we decided not to go in the tremolo picking. We, we yeah. got enough people to. And you know, when you got guys like suffocation and everything, that's their thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I let, don't need to. Let them do it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 uh, we we have Terence in the driver's seat here. You know what I'm saying? Let him let him keep the exactly. car on the road. Yeah. Exactly. He doesn't need my advice. <laughs> sure. So uh yeah, but no, no, I feel uh you know what? Like like on Colored Sand and Pleiades, what what I like with the death metal approach we're doing, I like telling stories with this evil sounding dark music yeah sure. that really sparks i think that's the the spark that that keeps me you yeah know? awesome like telling like the house of wisdom story with this music mm. uh, canvas yeah it's yeah so much fun yeah and, that's awesome you know and you cannot fake this or pretend this or yeah. uh, you, you gotta you gotta be in you it for the right reason yeah yeah, yeah sure yeah.
0: And so, what's what's on the what's you know on the horizon for you then? Do, is it you know is it just c- continue writing and keep yeah, going? Yeah, ri- writing
1: uh, writing new music. But I gotta say it's it's been it's been difficult lately. Uh, yeah. I, I, I maybe I have been having the worst writer's block I ever <laughs> had. Maybe the more record you do, it's, yeah, it it's harder because you you don't really want to you don't really want to repeat yourself. And we, we never put out records just so we get like the the festival season thing, right? Because dude, I mean, like with Pleiades you cannot really play festivals with this. <laughs> I don't see myself in a German fist in the air festival <laughs> doing song. the droney part. <laughs> yeah.
0: no Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah well, <laughs> leave someone else to do that. Exactly. They can do that. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: And but, uh, so yeah, so it uh, it it takes, it takes it takes more time. But yeah. you know, it, it's just a matter of finding those new doors and doors you got to open and then uh, get a song or two together but it takes time
0: yeah and so after like obviously we're in australia right now but after this you guys going home and then is that the plan from there just to start working
1: yeah yeah right but also we'll have shows in april we have shows in june and august so Mm -hmm. it's always you know like the the process is going to be like Interrupted, yeah, with, with sure. Live, uh, live uh, performances, mm-hmm. but uh, that's why after August, I really want to <laughs> knuckle down and stop and, and, and really uh, just focus on this. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, so my mind uh, gets on the not interrupted with uh, like uh, taking care of uh, business and the management stuff yeah, and sure. tour organization, and I just want to be focusing on on crafting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for sitting with me and talking to me, me, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you.